0: Welcome to The Weatherman. Try and imagine what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up. Think about that. It's one of the great wonders of life. What will it be like to go to sleep and never wake up? even raining.
1: guest is a returning artist for the podcast. He was in the first ten interviews I ever did. His new project, Weatherman, is out now. Introducing Carter Wilson. Yeah.
2: It's the legend of the flying Before I leave it's
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Carter Wilson. (laughs) Dude, it's been a, it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. It's a long ass time.
2: It's been a productive time, though. Yeah. It's been a lot of shit going on, but I mean, it's like a cliche at this point. When When was the last,
1: I don't even, it was probably like back in like, October of like a year and a half ago.
2: Oh, you we went when we went out to the uh, radio station?
1: Yeah. So we we went out to the radio station. Then we were hanging out for like a month or two. And we went to like the, I've showed you guys like my favorite park and shit. You know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Bellevue and all that. And the PVB. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to
2: Colin White.
1: Colin White. <laughs> and then um, I tried to reconnect with you last, it was around March. You did, you started doing shows at, cafe red mm-hmm. or something like that is that
2: what it's called yeah cafe red how do you start doing shows there man um i want to say that was the first unilailia Alive installation okay that uh let me think. it's been it's been so long i mean honestly <laughs> uh <laughs> i think i did my album release party for the deluxe uh exclamation album and uh and that was kind of like one of the first examples of, of being able to get artists from Tacoma, artists from Seattle, you know, and any other surrounding areas and having that be a mixed bill. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time we did the popcorn style of, uh, you know, like do two songs at a time. Mm. And then so it kind of shuffled the night up because in my experience, people have come in and then, uh, you know, they'll leave after their homie's done. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out ways to mitigate that. So popcorn, you know, yeah. Do two songs next Two songs next, and then you might see them again. They'll have like maybe three, two song sets, that kind of thing. So,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so when I when I went to one of those Cafe Red shows, there was like a bunch of artists I had no idea who they were. Mm -hmm. Did you meet those? Had you met those artists before we even did our interview, or did like after we did our interview were those just artists that you started meeting through whatever media or whatever?
2: I'm trying to remember. I think I was at work on the one that you went to, and I couldn't. I didn't get there till like till late in the Mm -hmm. night um but i think when was that like february or march or it something?
1: must have been february i think
2: February. yeah i mean some of those artists were from tacoma so i think some of them i did meet afterwards okay after we met at first um I wish I could see, like, the, <laughs> the roster moves on that particular <laughs> show. But it's honestly just throughout my times in Seattle and Tacoma and Olympia and living everywhere I've been out here, it's uh it's just a matter of, like, anybody I've got my eye on.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: anybody who I've heard or had good energy or whatever, I always wanted to see what I can do to provide for others if I have the opportunity to book a show.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: because a lot of artists, like, they think it's somebody else's job to book or somebody else's job to curate the events or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I... You know we bump shoulders or I, I came across your music or i fuck with you in general i want to put you on in any kind of way i can uh i don't have like i'm not on yet i don't have bread to do certain things but i know i, I can do what i can do mm-hmm. which is find a place that can have us for free um you know see what we can do as far as like actually having an event that way that makes like positive energy you know oh,
1: yeah the last time, I, I think I, you were working at like a zoo last time we were, ta- we're talking. Yeah, Are you my, still working at a zoo? Nah,
2: my brother my brother was working at the zoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I was working at, uh, I don't even know. I'd be switching jobs. I don't remember which job I was at at the time. Yeah. You know how it goes.
1: And you got, you're get, still in Tacoma? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So how has COVID affected you guys so far?
2: Um, I mean, we had to stop everything. We had like four more shows okay. set up. Um. I think the last show we did was March 8th. And so uh, we had another show set up for like the 13th, the 15th, um, April. We are going to go to California. Like, so everything had to get paused. Um, and, you know, we saw like there's live stream pivots and things like that. We just, you know, it, it didn't make sense for us to do that at the time just because organizing and making sure the quality was where we wanted it to be. Didn't want to rush into it. In that kind of sense. Um, So for me, I was just like, man, I have all this time all of a sudden. You know, I I told you this before. I just always am juggling everything that's going on. And so, like, my my dream was always how can I just... Like, I was always looking forward to just being an artist and not having to do anything else. Just focus on what I need, like the projects, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so eventually not even eventually, like pretty quickly. I was like, all right, I have all this time. I can, I can like settle down and like formulate my thoughts. And that's how the weatherman came to be. Mm. And like, it's not even raining and the whole concept because I can work and record and make art, but like having a, like you know, framing it, how I wanted it to be framed. That was what I had time for finally. So I was like, man, finally I can just organize and, and, and knock shit down like chunk by chunk. Hell yeah. And so now, fast forward, the project is done, the reception is crazy, it's like right where I wanted it to be, and that's only like the tip of the iceberg as far as like what else I've been working on. So I'm like, let's fucking get to it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: And you have a third brother, has he moved mm-hmm. back with you guys at all, or mm-hmm. is he still in Boston, or whatever? He's wherever in he Philly. was? He's Philly.
2: Um, But yeah, Perry's back. Perry mastered all my music. Oh shit. He So he's, uh besides doing his own stuff, like he just decided to dive into audio engineering and that's like <laughs> it's really perfect because I, I do my mixing and stuff and uh he does the mastering so it's like we can do same day you know turn around for shit which is dope as fuck
1: wow wow yeah and i'm guessing you guys don't have to pay each other you guys are just <laughs> one big family so it like works out better yeah we than... talk about that it's all kind of come when it comes <laughs> and we're
2: gonna be straight <laughs>
1: hell yeah. yeah so let's get into it's not even raining yes and then how do you even do that voice thing that you found It was like it's oh, not even it's rain. not
2: even running yeah that's a secret okay <laughs> <laughs> no but uh honestly like it really was a matter of me sitting down and uh because I have I'm telling you like I had so much or I still have like so much music that I'm always making mm-hmm. and uh you know I hear different feet like the last album was like 21 tracks mm mm-hmm. And different feedback. Like, oh, it's too long, but it's good, but it's just too long. And you're a new artist, people don't want to spend the time. Hmm. Uh I'm like, fuck that. I'm about to just <laughs> I'm not gonna give you like three song tapes. That's not what I I don't I don't do that. Um so I'm like the best way to really give you all the music and make you take your time with everything I, I do is I need to frame it in a way that makes sense. And uh it sort of really just came to me. I was just, like, at my desk, and I was just, like, writing by hand, which is different because I don't usually do that. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know where it came from, like, as far as it's not even raining, but I wrote it, and it stuck. And I was like, all right. And then I just started being able to kind of use that to go back as, like, my rake through the music, and I could try to, like, figure out what makes more sense as far as the sound and the concepts and the themes and, um Yeah, and, like, the overall concept, like, like, even when I first had posted on Instagram about it, like, talking about, uh, what was I saying? It was like, your body's cold, but you're not cold. Mm. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's like, it's raining, but it's not even raining. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's like a mindset. Exactly. And so, as a person who, uh... I'm not from up here. I'm from, I'm from California. So I've always had my troubles during the rainy seasons, like the nine out of 12 months of the year where it's <laughs> fucking gray every day. Fuck. You yeah. uh, as I looked, as I was looking back through all my shit I've made in Washington, these central themes of rain, umbrellas, you know, trying to actually like bring my own light to the equation when the sun won't do it for me. That was the kind of, uh, I realized I was always on that same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. and so then uh as I got into like just diving deeper into it it just made more and more sense like this is the perfect way to to kind of frame everything but I can still yet build more on top of it because it's not like nothing changed Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I'm still out here doing the same shit I always been doing Mm -hmm. so uh it's not even raining now it's like becoming a real actual I'm realizing other people have talked to me about it like yo that might like that's fucking that's on some other kind of shit I can apply that to my own shit Mm. like not even through music but just like just the mindset switch Mm -hmm. And that part I'm like damn you can identify and that can resonate with anybody so it's powerful in that sense and I'm like that's uh it kind of like feeds me in a way like I don't get money and shit like I would want at the moment or you know uh clout it's not even money exactly (laughs) no for real like (laughs) The currency is different now. So I'm like, if I can, I sort of like made this, this like magic phrase and now people can turn that on and be like, shit, I'm not, I'm not broke. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not depressed. I'm not fucking anxious. Like flip the switch if you can. And it's not fucking as easy, obviously. It's not just like a, you can't just snap your fingers, but uh it's you can entree. begin the process. And okay. that part, I'm like, if I can help with that, I'm doing my job as an artist fully don't worry but i'm not tripping about nothing else around it i just make the work it's framed this way uh and if it means something to you and that's fucking that's the ultimate goal that's dope
1: Hell yeah so do you kind of have like a collective you're working with now with like artists or is it just like it Um, seems like you've been pushing certain artists or i'm blanking on every one of their names which i apologize
2: (laughs) honestly it's through the same kind of process like i always have my eye on artists especially artists that have proper energy Mm -hmm. and that aren't trying to, uh, (laughs) you know how it is. uh, So I'm looking, I'm like, okay, how, how are you? Before, before somebody realizes what I can do or what somebody else can bring to the table for them, Mm -hmm. how do you act? How do you engage? How do you treat people? And so the artists that I, I feel good about working with are those kind of artists that are, that are passionate, creative, but also, like selfless and understanding of um the power of, of just like giving yourself to the to the uh ecosystem of artists, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like being aware of like your role that you can play not as a gatekeeper or you know an arbiter of culture or anything like that, but you know you have a whether there's some like some new game that you picked up. As far as like how to how to release stuff or or uh just like having your space available for artists to collaborate, things like that, like that's huge to me. So artists like Astral Trap, artists like Scully Vega.
1: Yeah, I remember Scully Vega, I
2: think I um, met him. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that's really I
2: mean, like at this point, I'm really like not uh I'm not like in a in a crew or a clique or a group mm-hmm. or nothing like that. It's just, like, my brothers, we work closely because we're, you know, proximity, and we just, we're brothers. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, like, the other artists, like, I really do fuck with them, honestly, just because they are, I know, I know what a lot of them can do when they have the resources as far as executing, like, the utmost vision of what they want to do. And so, um, I really believe in it. So, I know that I'm going to do what I can to help yeah. make that happen for them. You know, whatever capacity.
1: Yeah, um, Colin White. The, when we first started hanging out with him, I I was just excited to like have a podcast and start meeting artists because I didn't know anyone at all. And like, he like one of the first thing he was, things he told me was, make sure that they're giving as much effort as you're giving as effort to them. You know, like, Face Off, for example. Like, I think he's a cool guy for sure. But I feel like in my mind, I was hyping him up to be like the best thing ever because he was like my first guest. Mm. But then Colin was like, when we're going to these events or doing whatever and we bring Faye Staffa along, he's kind of just on his phone in the corner, not engaging until we're talking to him or he's not saying, oh, let's go to this event. We're the one who's giving him all the resources. So I thought that was, I think, I, t- I, th- I think I especially like learned more about it when the quarantine hit and only like certain artists would reach back out you know things like that so i don't know like what are your opinions of Face off like have you you invited him to that event i thought that was cool but do you do you see that with not just Face off just an artist in general that
3: there's not equal give and take and
1: how do you deal with it
2: um Face off i i honestly i wasn't even at that show but mm-hmm. i did put him on that uh I think any time when the line is kind of blurred between like social hanging out and art, its expectations are gonna be weird because everybody's different as far as like, especially artists. Um, like for myself, I'm not gonna be the person at the function who's gonna be bouncing around meeting everybody. Like, I'm not. That would just feel like I was performing or I was, you know what I mean? Like I was doing too much. That's not like me. Mm. Um, but I remember when I met Faced Off, he's cool. He's not like on some, on some weird shit. So that's why I felt cool about putting him on the show and to begin with. Um,
3: but in general,
2: I think, uh, we all, we all would like reciprocity across the board and whatever we do, but expecting reciprocity is where we can get into trouble when I say that I'm talking about, um, like for me, I do a lot of things just clearly, uh, I don't expect anything in return. If you do something in return, that's cool. And i remember it, but I don't expect anything. I just, the things I do for others is just literally because I zoom out and I feel, I, I look at like, if I was that other person and, uh, I, don't know, I just see myself in them and like what can I do to help yeah. that's literally like the root of it and that gets me in trouble like people tell me don't take free work don't do you're doing too much for people all the time um and that I mean you know, it, it that does happen but I don't ever regret what I give so giving without expectation or reciprocity that's like that's that's huge that's like like, even with the art, like, that's, like, me giving of myself. If it results in people fucking with it and wanting to give me money for it, I'll take it. <laughs> mm. But the ultimate, like, the thing I get is, like, me zooming out and realizing that I was able to actually contribute my piece to this ultimate puzzle that we're all a part of. Because that's what it is. And when people zoom in and start getting egotistical about, you know, uh, what I what I should get. me 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 that's when things become a problem Mm -hmm. because it's not uh like in the wild animals don't last that long with that kind of mentality yeah so
0: yeah
1: i've been just like figuring out like because sometimes i go in like just working mode whether it's podcasts or whatever it is and then i look back and it's been like three months down the road and i'm like Hey, none of these artists have reached back out to me after I've helped them out or anything like that. Not even in a way like, "Oh, I want to give something to you." Just I feel like not even a hello, you checking in on me, even though <laughs> I did this for you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't really expect that all the time. So yeah,
2: I, I mean, it's at the same time. Do take note of that because that's some. That's like for you for your future navigation. Like you know, um, you know, you don't like to. Nobody likes to be around people at just take and don't give and it's you know you, it just brings energy down and it's not real and it's because <laughs> the moment because I, like I already know I said this before when we first met like you're on the trajectory you're going to be fucking the face of the whole city bro like as far as radio goes because you have the passion for it and you execute um the moment it turns around and people are talking about it without them like without the artist bringing you up but somebody else bringing you up because they you know heard about you then they'll flip the switch and be like oh yeah blake mm. da 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 so then that's for you you had your notes you already know like oh okay yeah. <laughs> that's 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 going on <laughs> so it's just people expose themselves in certain ways now you got to just let it happen yeah because you can't control it
1: that makes sense yeah this is yeah Very true.
2: (laughs) It can be frustrating though, in the and like in the moment, like day to day, because it's like, come on, bro. (laughs) Like you know, because at the same time, there'll be people that be complaining about the media, complaining about lack of attention, complaining about you know other shit that's out of their hands. But again, what are you bringing to the table besides Mm -hmm. thinking, not thinking, but besides being, besides making your art, what else? Mm -hmm. So, you know,
1: there we go. So let's talk about this Weatherman project. But before the official Weatherman project, you had a trailer EP deal. Mm-hmm. I never seen a project titled an e- as a trailer, which <laughs> I thought was interesting. Yeah. So let's break down that trailer first.
2: <laughs> well, I got that idea from Ellis. He did that first for uh, "To and Alalia, the EP. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, like I said, like that was probably early on in COVID. So that was when I at first was sitting down and like, okay, concepting and, you know, planning things out. Uh, and I didn't know I was going to be pushing it back a year. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was originally going to be coming out, it was going to be like May last year. And uh, I think like, I don't know, I just had so much more music. And I was like, I don't want to, like, rush the process because I don't need to because I have all this time now. So I was like, let me just do this to kind of float me through, you know, the next few months as I keep planning. So I was like, let me take five and then uh without giving too much of the whole, you know, whole tape away. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that those five kind of like really were um, accidentally like big for me <laughs> as far as like. So I hadn't really done that sound yet, Mm -hmm. especially like a million miles away. Um, I made that kind of just like to see what I could do with that kind of like singing type shit. Mm -hmm. But uh, it turned out really well. And it got like on some Apple playlists and like some other shit. So that like got my numbers looking better, which helped facilitate certain other things like business wise, as far as like being like, yo, here's the five tracks. Mm. This is like the taste of it. And it's doing this. Here's the whole thing. And that's just the prologue. <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, yeah, like, for me, it helped just to break everything into pieces so I don't, so I could just have a little bit more guidance and clarity as I was making more stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: As I, re- like, when I, I, remember that you used to put all your songs on, like, a specific website. Are you still doing that? Or, like, as you continue to gain popularity, are you going to continue to do that also?
2: Yeah. Um. Carter.land. Land slash music uh eventually it'll have everything since ever just we've been me and perry just been going back and remastering remixing older songs too that necessarily weren't um you know uh heard by a lot of people because i wasn't you know i was just like not putting out in the proper way Mm -hmm. so uh but yeah eventually i mean even right now there's there's some up there but eventually it'll have everything and it'll have a way for people to be able to click and then listen to it but also fill out a trip report Mm. and so i kind of borrowed that from arrowid.com and uh if you know about arrowid do you know about that i do not (laughs) i'm
1: just shaking my head like oh yeah oh yeah
2: (laughs) i think everybody who is interested in drugs should know about (laughs) arrowid because arrowid has it's a it's a research website and it has trip reports it has dictionaries it has various things for people to learn about any kind of substance that they're going to be ingesting into their body Mm. and so like you can never tell somebody don't do drugs but you can tell them be smart and here's a resource to be smart arrowwood.com
1: like do you know hamilton morris
2: i don't (gasps) oh no what's that
1: hamilton morris is like a chemist and like he has a show on viceland where he talks about, like, acid shrooms, all the different psychedelics and stuff. And um, he was just on my favorite podcaster's podcast, Duncan Trussell. Do you know Duncan Trussell? Oh, man. I'm <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> you don't know Hamilton Morris, though. No. Do you watch Vice? Like no. the TV.
2: I've heard of Vice. I just don't watch Vice.
1: Dude, you'd, I think you'd be into Vice. Vice is dope as fuck. It has, yeah. like, it's the most indie shows you'll ever find. And, like, some of these shows, you're like, how the fuck is this on TV? <laughs> you should definitely check that out. So are you... Are you the weatherman or is weatherman also like a concept? weatherman's a concept.
2: I'm not the weatherman. Okay The weatherman um the weatherman is the, just the control mechanism itself. and so I guess I'll break the whole thing. so you, you have E which is like the snow globe, like everything is underneath and within that, like what con- like the control center would be the weatherman. okay and I or me the character you is just in it okay and so as the album progresses uh you're just looking for your way out of it because you realize what's being like weather like the weather you know what i'm saying is not you're not it's just not real you're realizing it's like the flakes are coming in this paper mm. type shit you know it's not it's not real it's not even raining you mm-hmm. know so part of that once the weatherman is, uh, once you, like, can transcend or transmute the weatherman into your own control, you know what I mean? So it's, like, taking outside persuasion, taking it, and then, like, doing alchemy on it, so then it becomes your own persuasion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's what, the like, the main gist of it. Does that makes sense?
1: So what do you think of, like, actual weathermen? I think they're fake as hell.
2: The actual weathermen? I don't know about them. They're, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even about them. I mean, look a meteorologist that's a real i mean you know i can't i can't tell a meteorologist they're not real it's more about the concept because ultimately i want to make a whole probably be like an anime or um or maybe live action depending on whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like kind of fantasy sci-fi but conceptually and thematically based on some real shit so are you thinking
1: of like the matrix type deal like do you think
2: yeah that was part of a little bit in certain aspects as far as like being a candidate and you know mm-hmm. the one type shit but uh it's different from the matrix because it's not um i mean honestly there's potential for it to be something similar or of that scale but at the moment it's still in like early development phase that's why i kind of kept it to just like this simple story of just getting out of the snow globe mm. so then Uh, as the next few projects will demonstrate like what happens once you're out of the snow globe you know what I mean like what does that mean
1: do you think the snow globe is like a warning then or like just like you want people to realize that they can be in a snow globe or are in a snow globe
2: yeah like definitely people can you can call it a snow globe you can call it a box you can call it a a, matrix a matrix (laughs) you know what I'm saying there's lots of things that that hold us in place whether that's good or bad or has positive or negative aspects to it. And um, if you can realize when that's happening and, and, and know that like, damn, I'm dressing this way only because of this, or I'm talking like this only because of this, or my goal is this only because of this, you know, you can kind of zoom out. That's what I encourage anybody to do is zoom out and really look at what's going on for what it really is. And then see if that lines up with what you in your truest intention and truest form of what you want to be doing in your body in this life, is that really, does it line up? And anything that doesn't line up, cut it out. Mm-hmm. That's all.
1: And is this a newer mindset for you as well, or is this just something you've finally been able to explain on paper?
2: A little bit of both. Like, I can articulate it now, but it's something I've been doing my whole life, I'm realizing. Just from moving so much, um, from just me learning how to, how to deal with change, but me still being the anchor and things changing around me and then me changing with things also. So it's, um, it's kind of, I think now I'm in a place where I can, I can share it and break it down so others can also tap into that same kind of mentality, which I think is cool. But at the same time, it's like, it's still changing for me every day as far as whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how can I, how can I always try to stay as pure to my intention as possible, even with other kind of shit that's always happening, you know?
0: Mm.
1: So are you a guy that's, like, worried about, like, specific dates? Like, was this album released on a date that was special to you, or is it just, like, throw it up then?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean,
2: I had been trying to release it for a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the date wasn't as... Uh, you know, the date was kind of, you know, changed. Um, like the weather, but oh, exactly. Shit. Honestly, like the day it, it was weird because it released on the tenth, and then the snowstorm happened. Oh, so shit. it's kind of like how fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe I may or may not have had a hand in that. You know, you <laughs> know. But uh, yeah, it's it's really not um, you know, like.
3: 210
2: you know it has its it'll just i don't know i didn't want to drop it on a friday because everybody drops on the 12th Mm -hmm. also as far as my thinking too um you get a head start as far as like playlist update on friday Mm -hmm. or thursday so little things as i'm learning like how how the industry goes and being strategic um maybe we might see more wednesday drops after this because Having that Tuesday, 9 p.m., as when it actually comes out, but then it doesn't actually drop till Friday. Mm-hmm. You get that first bump, and then you get the weekend bump. And then when you go to pitch it in the next week, you're saying, Here's what it's done so far. Yeah. So a little shit like that.
1: Makes sense. And that was so funny. I was waiting for your hat to fall off all day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the hat though. You. And you got a haircut then. You used to have longer hair with blonde, right?
2: Yeah, a lot of changes. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> Mine's just been growing. Yeah. I can put into buns now, which is pretty nice. Congratulations! <laughs> so, my co-host for my second podcast, the BBC podcast, he's like into fucking angel stuff and spirit mm-hmm. stuff, and like he's into that age of Aquarius thing. Mm-hmm. Or do you believe in that mindset that twenty twenty one is the age of? Is it? Am I right? Age of Aquarius? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty like so there's always going to be dates. People say is when things are like actually changing and stuff like that. But I think that, um, it's more of a transition process that began a while ago
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it maybe ramps up in certain aspects or something. But, uh, yeah, I think definitely we're in the age of Aquarius just as far as people, um, It's becoming more and more mainstream to kind of think left field, which is good and bad. (laughs) So even with that, I would just encourage anybody to do their own research uh, because there's a lot of false information. a lot of bullshit. A lot of people that are fear mongering. A lot of people that don't know what they're talking about. So I just say do your own research. Try to find other people that do their own research and bounce ideas, and see if you can get to a closer version of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all I could say about the age of Aquarius. Makes sense. Did you
1: pay attention to the protest that happened in Seattle back in summer? Did you participate in any of that stuff? I did stuff, not or?
2: participate. Um, I mean, but I, I saw it. It was it was you know it's pretty crazy. That's nice. uh yeah like what about it
1: i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of like misinformation there too you know Mm -hmm. i feel like there's just almost too much information out there but i don't know i feel like it's easy to know what's real and false if you take a step back you know (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) that's what we all
2: i feel like if we all take a step back and we start to really like you know zoom out and see what's going on and and uh just questions, you know, question the authority. Like, why is it how, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, it's another part of it. A lot of authority pieces and figures people are realizing is not actually true. Or they have an agenda behind what they say. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, it's just like they're not telling you anything that's that's real. Yeah. So, again, like, if people, if, if anything else, because I was watching, I remember during the protests, I watched, like, the live feeds sometimes or uh you know I have friends out there and stuff like that and the news is so different than the actual stories that I heard from mm. the actual people and I don't know if a lot of people realize there's that discrepancy between the news and reality and social media even. exactly so again I would just encourage people to do their own research there and really, <laughs> really look at what's happening you know And try to get to the bottom of it. A lot of people are, uh, people are busy, you know, and people don't have time to research. So um, if you can research, it'll only benefit and you're going to get to a closer version of the truth.
1: Hell yeah. I like that you're not trying to give out your own, how you think things are, you know, it's like, (laughs) you don't want to. I'm not trying to slay nobody. I'm like, don't worry about what I say.
2: (laughs) Do your own research and see if you can see what you can find. Hell yeah. I'm just, I'm just a random guy who knows what I know, <laughs> who knows, who cares what I think, you know?
1: So with this album, The Weatherman, is there like a certain time, like mind frame you want people to be in when they're listening to this album, like a certain mindset? Like I've listened to a few albums, like, um, where there's literally like an intro, intro where it says, if you can't spend 36 minutes with your undivided attention and listen to this album, don't listen to it right now. Like, is there, is there something you kind of want people to be in when they're listening to your album?
3: Um, I want people to, I mean, everything's
2: different for people. Um, I just want you to be comfortable when you listen to it. I can't have an expectation of you to listen to 42 minutes straight, but if you do, you'll have a certain experience. That's all I can really say. Like you'll have a certain experience with it. If you listen to it on mushrooms, you'll Mm. have a certain experience. If you get really fucking high and listen to it. You know, it's different in the car on a road trip. It's different if you listen to it, you know, with headphones, like on your bed in the dark. Like it's different. Um, I encourage you to explore tons of different ways to listen to everything I make because um, that's when you can like really, especially if you take time to listen to it. That's why I put so many layers into like the vocals and just sonically. I want there to be a different listen every time, Mm -hmm. which there is so um you know whatever helps to facilitate your undivided attention or uh you having time to like actually digest it that's what i'm that's all i care about
1: is there a reason that there's no features on it it, because it's more because you're trying to make certain points with the album versus having someone else put Um, their mind into it or
2: that that was kind of part of it there's I just honestly like I the the process for those like that first batch of songs those songs were done when I was pretty much by myself in Olympia, um, so it just wouldn't make sense to like bring somebody new into that world because that was supposed to be like that was really like my time of uh I don't know like Olympia that the the when I was out there I was, it was just really a a tough time for me so um it was like my personal thing that i would put into like that's where evil bonds came from like the snow globe and feeling like i was in a grid i had three jobs mm. and i was doing classes and i was doing all this other shit besides art and so my only like coming up for fresh air was you know like 11 p.m to 4 a.m me recording in my room and so um that was like my escape there and so then, fast forward. Now I have those tracks, and now the concept makes more sense, and I can flesh it out. Uh, but there are features coming, like in the future, for you know, as the rest of the project unfolds. Um, because I definitely think that there, I want there to be a difference. Also, like the weatherman, just me, and the future stuff more collaborative. It'll, it'll, you know, be different, which. Would just be a better listening experience, I think, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, does every title have like a meaning behind it? Because there's some crazy ass titles in there. Like, what the? <laughs> How do you pronounce the? Is it the parenthesis? What is the name of that one song? Oh, it's just, just
2: a sad face. I don't know why it's it the dots. <laughs> it, it fucks up on, I think, YouTube.
1: Okay. Because I have YouTube Music, maybe that's yeah. If
2: it, it, I don't know why it's fucked up on, it's only on YouTube. It's <laughs> fucked up. I'm gonna have to change the title. <laughs> To like just sad face or some shit like that, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out.
1: It's, it's a dope ass album, though. Thank you. I gotta say?
2: So, is there any?
1: What have you learned about like your music and how to grow an audience from our first interview till now? Um.
3: You know, there's you're, just
1: you're the. F- I think you're the first, like updated interview, actually. Yeah. i Haven't done any
2: like. Oh, the first second one. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. Um. Definitely just, uh, I, I feel like I I tune, I'm just like way less hip to anything else that's happening. I just really am insulated in the creative process. Uh, so I'm not going to ever be the person, like I, I've, I've studied this as far as like marketing. Um, like direct-to-consumer marketing, like, from the artist perspective and various things like that, and I hate it. I don't like the idea of personally marketing myself so that, but, but under the guise of me being relatable, you know, or me, hey, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? And like, I'm not that person. That's That's weird to me because I'm not a person who has, like, a bunch of friends around anyways. Nobody checks up on me about shit. You know, so... I it, you know. Don't worry. No, I know I'm saying. <laughs> I know I'm talking about, like, in general. So it feels weird for me to go onto a phone oh, yeah, yeah. and then pretend to do that to others. Yeah. And I've had people that are, like, even fans, like, people from other countries hit me up, like, yo, da-da-da, and I go back and forth with them. But it's like, I can't... I don't have the... uh It just feels weird to me because I don't have, like, in real life that happening. Mm. So when I go to, you know, it's just... It just feels weird. It feels off in mm-hmm. that kind of sense. And I don't ever want to be fake or feel like I'm performing something unless it's on a stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? But I'm not going to be out here like doing that. But that's, that seems to be incentivized now with the marketing and people equating marketing to social media presence and all that stuff. I learned that it doesn't matter at all. You don't have to do none of fucking fancy bullshit at all for social media. Um, just make the art, make it as fire as you can, and uh, and then put it out, and that's it. <laughs> like, it's not in my hands anymore. The music is out, so I can, like, I can uh. I don't know. i really just try not to, I don't, I'm, it's differently from before. I would think about how can I, you know, you got to think about marketing and think about all this other shit. And I'm just, I don't think about that at all. I just like make some fire artwork and put it out. And then I'm letting stuff just go by itself, mm. which is always going to be more powerful than me saying, yo, buy my hat. But you already fuck with it. So if you go tell Rob that this hat is fire, I don't got to ever mention the hat. So same with the music. I don't need to be the one trying to like hawk my music. I don't like that. It's weird to me.
1: What's crazy is how fucking massive CODIS came became like after I met you from his concert. Like he's done some insane shit.
2: (laughs) I honestly don't know about it, (laughs) but I don't doubt it because I know he's independent and he's been on his own shit for a minute. I just literally don't know about what he does.
1: He's almost like mainstream now, which is kind of nuts. Especially as an independent person, like. yeah,
2: that's the thing, man. Like, it's fully possible, and and I remember when I first met his manager, or was talking to somebody who knows his manager. He was saying that uh, he just does everything himself. Like, and that's that's what I do. So, on one level, it you know it's inspiring to see like you can like again you can reach an audience. You mean you don't need to be? People tend to think it's like Drake or Bust, <laughs> but like. He has a very solid, real fan base. that will always be there for him. And he didn't have to do no games or gimmick to do it. Mm -hmm. You don't be on social media, like, being weird. Yeah. (laughs) So.
1: Have you been paying attention to, like, what's going on in the Seattle music scene, though? There's some, like, pretty exciting. Oh.
2: I mean, let me know. I mean, I might have seen glimpses, but I really just focus on, like, me and my brothers and, like, what I do if I'm doing like a video for Astro Trap mm. or recording Scully Vega, you know, things like that. I'm not ever. Do you think, um, that, do
1: you think that puts you at a disadvantage though? To not.
2: No, nah, because I don't like. I remember when I was up here and I was in Seattle and I was part of the scene or whatever. uh You don't. It just isn't. Like I said, like friends versus artists
3: that you know.
0: Mm.
3: It's not
2: necessarily like good business to be pretending to be friends with like other people that you're not even friends with you know what i mean it's just not even it's not even a human like a real human thing for me i don't like to do that at all it's like weird because it's like obviously you're only talking to me because you think that like it'll be it'll benefit you in some kind of way Mm. and i don't think like that at all like i'm i would go up to artists and they would look at me like I was a fucking like, you know, like random, which I was. But like, if somebody random comes to me, you already seen me you and know how I am like, I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a different kind of uh connection. Yeah. And so I don't like, <laughs> I just kind of stop paying attention to anything that's not like what I'm focusing on or my like my work. Yeah. Because, you know. If we end up like, you know, something happens and we're working together on some shit, I'm always open to working, but um, not looking to like just be around to be around.
1: Yeah, a lot of Seattle artists have already said that like COVID has put everyone back to like square one in a sense. Like the people that you did think were like huge artists in Seattle, (laughs) starting to notice they're just kind of normal guys. Like
2: who? Who is like who are the bigger the bigger artists?
1: You know, like do you fall like macintosh i I know
2: Macintosh yeah
1: Macintosh is dope um I just had Django he's from Spokane, but like he I met him pretty, before. there's this i i I came into like the Seattle music scene though really late though you know, so like basically realistically, I had October until March, and then fucking covid hit, so I wasn't really mm-hmm. that big into like what's going on in the music scene so but it supposedly what it seemed like was a lot of you know like fake people trying to connect with other artists and think, think that would help them but um, realistically like even those super big artists that people thought were big are kind of just stuck where everyone else is too in a sense because a lot of people were making money and building up their image through these local music shows
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I guess you're not I don't know I just feel like I feel like we should have stayed more connected. I feel like I feel like I could have helped. I'm not saying you're not doing shit. You're definitely doing shit. But I feel like we had stayed more connected. Like I saw Colin once or twice, but like he's been pretty. He's like in San Francisco or some shit yeah, doing he's culinary in the school. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: I don't know. I just feel like I could have helped you more. Some more like certain yeah, artists. At the same know. time,
2: I know that I know that everybody is busy. I know myself. I haven't been like like I'm available, but like I'm not like available like that i'm working all like every single day from the moment i wake up until i have to fucking say carter fucking close the fucking laptop and go to sleep because i have to do it again tomorrow you know Mm -hmm. i don't um yeah i'm not i don't i don't like i know everybody's busy i don't fault you or nobody like you're doing your shit like i see what's coming out like that's that's like that's dope as fuck i think that uh I really I actually don't even think there's a disadvantage happening. I think the only disadvantage is when people think that they have to kind of stop doing things. All you can't do right now is do a big show. Yeah, that's literally all you can't do. So what else can you do? And that's where you got to be creative, and that's where I excel. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about shit.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, makes sense. Well, if there's is there anything specific you want to say about your album in hopes that. Is there, what is, what's a big message that you want people to get out of after listening to your album? I know you said it was kind of take a step back. But besides that, like, if you could add, like, an end note, like, an outro to your album right now, after everyone listened to the 42-minute project, <laughs> um, what would you want people to hear you
2: say? It's not even raining. That's really it. Like, there's it would do a disservice for me to try to sum it, sum it up. That's why I haven't like posted no long Instagram posts or some explanation to the whatever. Cause it's not going to actually be what it was to me making it just like wh- what I had to pull from and li- like people complain about isolation and quarantine during this time and they can't see my friends. What about if you don't have no friends to see <laughs> literally? So, um, that was in that was not even during COVID. That's in Olympia. It was literally just me and Ellis working every day just by ourselves. No going to the bars, no whatever people else do, like kick it at people's house. We don't do that. So um yeah, I don't it, I don't I don't wanna like paint it in a way that is pandering so that somebody wants to go listen to it. Um I do think is that the music stand. Music speaks for itself. I don't think anything else. Like for me, a lot of my older shit. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's I'm I'm a like a rapper. Like I'm a
1: Michou P C box.
2: Even, <laughs> but even before that, that was I was making that album, just trying to make some weird shit. Like I used to be like a not used to, but my roots are in like real technical rapping. Um, like studying like, like. You know, like Eminem, like Rakim, like, studying, like, bars. Like, that was my, uh, you know, my beginning of, of making music. So with this, I really, like, meet me there, 2000 high, uh a million miles away, pupils of black holes. That was, It's really me trying to, not trying to, but my challenge to myself was how do I make something that's completely different that I've made before? Mm. I've made probably thousands of songs by now. Um so like a cool thing is like I have music right now that's on a like Apple Music hip hop playlist, but also on Apple Music indie pop. Wow. And alternative. So that gives me as an artist, I'm like, fuck, okay. So I can now for real like make some shit in all these different areas. So I'm that that kinda like excites me about the next shit coming up. Hell yeah. So Carter, what is some advice?
1: That you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers.
2: Uh, really insulate yourself and step back <laughs> and look at what you do uniquely and how you can maximize your unique qualities and how you can give and be of service to others. If you uh have a problem giving to your giving of yourself to others, you're not gonna ever make it. And it's that simple. Like a lot of people don't understand that, but it's you have to give input-output, not expecting reciprocity or some equal thing coming from it, but you have to input. What are you inputting into the, you know, equation? Um, I think of a, like what I would tell myself if I was, you know, young, younger, starting out again, I would say, like, literally insulate yourself and make your own sound. Do what you like and don't consider anybody else, especially as an independent artist. A lot of independent artists are not independent, they're dependent artists. Mm-hmm. They have a codependent relationship upon everybody else around them. They want to call themselves independent, mm-hmm. but yet they are not independent because they need this person, this person, this person, this artist to talk about them, this artist to feature, all this other shit. But put them by themselves in the room of what is going to be done. A lot of artists will not be able to actually get it going. I'd be in my room. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> so, it can actually, like, the more you do it, it's only going to benefit you. Hell yeah. And what's
1: the easiest way for people to reach you?
2: Man, uh, send me an email. Sillycap at com. Instagram, it's not even raining. Uh...
3: Pretty much it. There we go. Yeah, man.
1: is the NAS Podcast with...
3: Carter Wilson.
1: We did it. Ta-da!